We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. Can y'all hear it? Are y'all good this morning? It's Monday. It is a Monday. Is my microphone wow. even on? Yeah, your microphone's on. on. Your headset's may not be. You're uh, too. How's that? Can you hear yourself now? Mm. Struggling. I don't know. Are you? I'm already struggling. Poor this abs. Morning. Poor abs having a rough morning this morning. It is it's a wonderful a, day. It's not a rough morning. Here in the heart of God's country. It is the 21st day of August, a Monday. They're already saying the year of our Lord, 2023. You haven't said that yet. But we are all happy. I'm here. Scott Beeson, Allison Sinclair is here. Sky is here. Abs is here. What? Can, can, we, can we do anything for you? Is your headset good? Are you plugged in? You know what? I'm, I'm just going to live in this know. space today. Y'all have just helped helped me off the ledge with um, a friend from high school who took issue that I called Mike Pence milk toast. And so thank you. I'd like to thank you. Uh, for that, also, Forget, for getting you off off track this morning. Well, for getting me off track this morning, um, fired up because the coffee we had was supposed to be at a level five, mm -hmm. but if you don't put enough milk in the coffee, it comes out tasting like an espresso. So I may or may not have too much caffeine right now. Already? Yeah. Goodness gracious! And so I'd like to thank both of you for your help this morning mm -hmm. in my personal so, crisis. Uh, it's going to be a fun Monday. Yours truly, Scott, and hers truly, Allison, are the calm balanced people on the program yes. today. Very good. Very an, good. An odd, we would odd try day. to live up to the expectations of being <laughs> very calm, calming. <laughs> that is our job. See how long that lasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to last but, very but, long. But speaking of Mike Pence, and, and one of the challenges with doing talk radio, and it's good to be on, is that when we talk about something on the program, I see it like all of you, not just you ladies, but our listeners, our, our friends, our family members, that we're all in the same conversation for three hours, five days a week, all the time. So if we talk about something once, I feel like, well, we already talked about that. We've already all heard it, but mm -hmm. I forget that so many of of y'all out there are in the car, out of the car, the listen on Monday, can't on Tuesday, maybe can't on Wednesday. So I, I do think it's important at times to talk about some of these issues maybe a couple of different times, a couple of different ways. Maybe a caller has a chance to, to weigh in and maybe has a different a different take, you know, that would open us up to maybe a little different uh, viewpoint. But the Mike Pence thing is an interesting discussion because... I think he represents a, a good number of people on our side politically who struggle with this whole idea. Christ, Christianity Today has an article um, that, that's very, very similar to this whole idea of that we should be, that we just have to be nice, that everything is about being nice. And so Mike Pence gets this pass for, but Mike Pence is so nice. Mike Pence is such a good guy. Mike Pence won't. What, what is the Mike Pence thing? It's very uh, similar to uh, Billy Graham. 
Um, well, he's, it, he's it, been he, the he anointed he, saint. Um, yeah, he won't the, go, he won't eat lunch with another lady. Oh, oh with another whatever. lady, yes. Right, because yes. those kinds of things. And I think it was Billy Graham that would have the TVs taken out of his hotel room. He wouldn't get in elevators if it was just him and another woman. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So we, we've kind of bestowed this, Mike Pence is a saint, Mike Pence is so awesome. And I'm not saying he's not, but at the same time, we have this problem with many of the people on our side who are like, well, I can't be for Donald Trump or or whoever it is. It's just Donald Trump happens to be the guy right now. I can't be for Donald Trump because he's a meanie or he tweets mean or he called some woman fat or he's abrasive or he had he had affairs or whatever. And yeah, I struggle with that. Not that I, that I see where they're coming from, but it bothers me that People are willing to allow evil to win by sacrificing the good for the perfect. Well, so-and-so's not perfect, so I'm going to let the evil guys win. So-and-so was a meanie to me, so I'm going to let the evil people win. I, I, can't, I can't put up with Donald Trump and his, his mean tweets, but I'm going to let the people who are for pedophilia and open borders and... Uh, abortion and um, all the other, th- all these things that God says clearly, not even debatable. God says clearly these are wrong. Clearly, you will not prosper if you do these things. They will, they will be for the candidate that allows all that stuff. Because I can't be for our guy because he was mean, or I can't be for our guy because he had had three wives. That I don't understand. There, there's, there's a. Am I missing it? Is is my mind not working right? I mean, somebody call. Somebody call and help me understand how that is the high road. Well, Abs, your friend, and this is the way this ends. So okay. If you take all this out to its logical conclusion mm-hmm. for this now, barring he doesn't die, he doesn't end up in jail, right. convicted of sedition. He may still. I don't may, know. Right. Yeah. But, but what happens is your friend was like, I am one of those 20% of people that will never vote for Donald Trump. Okay, well, newsflash, just because he's a liar and, he's a the, and he lost and he's a loser, okay. is what he said yes. in his message. Okay, you are kidding yourself if you think Mike Pence is actually going to be the nominee. Okay, there's no way. Right. So it's going to come down, is what you're saying, to Biden and Trump. So you and your little Christian, I need nice tweets. I went to private Christian school. I am better than all of y'all. And I am a better Christian than anyone because he's mean and I'll stand up for niceness. Now you're going to vote for Biden because you said you could never vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes zero oh, sense. Oh, no, Allison. I, I, shall, I shall not vote for either, which is a vote for Joe Biden. It is. Any, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's ignorant. And it is, is this a smart person? Like, what, who, what, I'm starting to question why, who you hung why, out with in high school. Well, I, I wouldn't say that we hung out all the time, but I think what we are seeing is that pervasive mindset that when the Christian club, i.e., they don't realize they're the Swamp Republicans because they're part of that team, when they've thrown the mantle onto someone like Mike Pence, then you fight to the death for that guy because they're the Christian approved person because he's sweet 
and he's nice. And it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like you do. I am so confused. What are these people after? Are you after like God's law or man's law? Are you after the most wicked laws being enacted or the least wicked? Are you after what benefits the most amount of people or the least amount of people? Because if you're for the least, then of course you're for Biden. But this idea that we're so soft, literally milk toast soft. And I mean toast soaked in milk by accident after you've gotten done at the Waffle House. Okay, it may have bits of jelly floating on the surface. Ew. Exactly. When did we become those people? When did we stop becoming warriors and fighters and saying, yes, none of us go, we know what, we want to sit down and have, you know, have toast with Donald Trump. I don't want that. But I also am for life. And I'm also for LGBTQ free library books or sections of the library for our kids. I'm for a free America that has lower taxes and sovereign borders. I'm for us as people living free lives. And that does not involve Democrat leadership. We see where that's gotten us right now. So this idea that you're gonna fight to the death for somebody like Mike Pence because he's sweet makes me wanna bang my head against the wall because I don't understand. Is it the weak way out? Is it? Like I'm asking. Is that the weak way out? Is that how you let your conscience off the hook? Probably, but I, I'm guessing this guy also. I'm sorry, that's had, me. Uh, should I say that? Say it. Had his uh, little, you know, what's the what's the thing you put on your Facebook when you were like, I got vaccinated. Oh, your little avatar you, you put it yeah. on your profile pic, and he probably also is for side B Christianity and all the woke things because you have to be nice to everyone. And you do have to be nice to everyone. You can't exclude. Well, you can't, and that's just so mean. And also, um, you're probably for the article like Scott brought up that's in Christianity Today about how Barbie is bringing us together and how Taylor Swift is just awesome. And we love everybody. And Mr. Oliver Anthony's song is so mean because he talks about mean things. And Oh, he said a cuss word, too. He said a cuss word or seven. And also, those men north of Richmond are our civil magistrates, and we should obey them at any cost. That's, uh, where. when did we become those people? Uh, actually, we're not. Mm. It's a small group of people, but it's a small, special group of Christianity Today people that worship at the altar of niceness and have abandoned and abdicated their responsibility to fight for what's true Even if what's true isn't very nice, truth is always loving, even if it hurts. And right now we're in the battle for our country's life. We are either going to go down in flames or we're going to be able to rescue ourselves with a very flawed, obnoxious New Yorker that actually can get things done. That's that's where we are. And Mike Pence has no seat at that table, so... Pick up your crayons and go back to Indiana, mm-hmm. and we'll see you later. <laughs> I agree. And Mike Pence supported you when you ran for the Alabama House. Yes, right? he did. Uh, he he is a nice person. Mm-hmm. He is a nice person. But he 
is weak when he was sitting over all the COVID policies and watched the destruction of America when people that we know that live down the street from us were in the room when they said, well, let's look like we're doing something when it comes to COVID. Oh, yeah, tell people to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. He knew that. He, he knew that it was doing nothing and, and went along people. with the just tell people to wear a mask. They'll feel good about he it. He did nothing. Yep. And you guys have saddled your wagon to him and said, he's our guy. Because he's nice. Because he's sweet. But is nice, nice is not allowing people to be destroyed. Nice is not allowing to go along, is not going along with the flow. Going along to get along is not nice. It may be easier. But it's not nice. And this this whole idea, you know, look, I want people to be nice. I want people to be kind. But when it comes time to speak the truth or to fight the fight, then I want that nice person to be a warrior. What is it? There's a meme or something out there that's something like um, how nice I can be or you think I'm so nice or kind or whatever, but do something to my family or come for my family and I will do all sorts of horrible, terrible things to defend them. <clears throat> That's what I believe strength is. Mm. The ability to say, to stay under control, to be strong, but when evil comes knocking, be willing to do whatever it takes Amen. to defeat evil. And that is how we had the wonderful world that we've had, is because good people were willing to do terrible, horrible things to defend their families and to defend the truth and to defend freedom. And I don't know if we... If we even have that anymore, this article over at the, um, at not the bee, <clears throat> something's wrong with my throat. The, um, <laughs> he says, he, he makes a great oh, line here. He says, well, well, maybe my phone will come up. There in the last part of the problem, my friends, we take admonitions of let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Turn it into never say anything slightly unkind. As Vody Bauckham says, the great American 11th commandment is... Thou shalt be nice. Vody's mocking it, by and, the way. And here's the problem, exactly what is happening with the church, why we are, for the first time ever, less than half of us as Americans consider ourselves Christians. Because the church offers nothing different than the world. And if you have nothing different to offer, there's no chance to be anything different because right. our leaders are so soft and weak and lame. And Mike Pence... Gosh, that fly told me all I needed to know about Mike Pence. So, good luck. On the other side, I'll give you a little bit more on this story about who they're raising up at Christianity Today and who they're slamming. It's, It's very interesting. We'll be back. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. We are here. The, um, real quick thing. And look, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, and we'll go to your phone calls in just one moment. But this is an interesting discussion. Um, A lot of folks here in the state of Alabama are uh, Christians. A lot of people who um, live here may may not be, but believe in Christian values. Um, That's the values that we have, whether they they care about uh, a relationship with with Christ or not. And and many of us are on the same page, conservative politically. Um, And this, this whole idea that's really being used against good people about, well, you need to be nice, you need to be nice, you need to be nice, is an interesting thing because I I think it's used by the left. I think it's used by um, other people to neuter, to make Christians, make uh, conservatives 
make them weak, to make them not fight for their positions, to make them not speak the truth. And I found it interesting, this, this Not to Be article. He said that, um, he said, they are so wedded to the, quote, thou shalt be nice command of Satan that they readily do his work for him. Let me end with an important reminder for all the, quote, nice Christians who spout off screeds about being unloving. That tactic used endlessly during the pandemic, remember? Mm. How many people did um, the nice Christians, quote, unquote, nice Christians, convince to mask up hurting themselves, their own health, mask their own children hurting their own health, not ask any questions, do what they're told, do what the authorities say, obey the magistrates. How many nice Christians did that? and talked their friends, relatives, neighbors into doing things that were not good for them. I wouldn't say that is very nice, but he, he, he ends with this. Love is patient. Y'all will have seen this before. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That is where it ends in most of our devotionals. Hmm. Because that's the way we do devotionals. Yay! Nice Christians! Devotional! I got a devotional! 365 <laughs> ways to be nice! <laughs> um, it continues, though. Love does not delight in evil. Wait. Wait. Is that in the Bible? Many people have screeched to a halt saying right now. <laughs> wait a minute, I've never seen that. Wait, 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 it wasn't in. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Um, so maybe that's kind of where we are as a people is we know, and I, I've been there. Look, I think most of us have been there some point in their life. Um, I would say everybody has been there at some point in their life. Some people maybe at a very early age, maybe later on, as they accumulate knowledge of God's word, then there becomes a, a better understanding because we're always taught these small parts, these small portions, and we never get the rest. Remember, <laughs> remember when we were talking about the quote? This is a great example of it. Remember the quote? It was about the uh, the Alabama, what was it, the Rainbow Division in World War II, and I forgot who the general was, where he says, in times of war, send me all the Alabamians you can get, or I can get. And everybody's like, yeah, Alabamians, yeah! And, and people do it in speeches all the time. They're all, you know, they say it. And, but then the rest of the, you know, it wasn't a period, it was a comma. But in, what is it, in times of peace, please, for the love of God, send them to somebody else, because we're just so hard <laughs> to deal with and regular. But, but that, doesn't, that doesn't flatter us. No. And, and what is the, the Bible verse that all the politicians always use? Um, the people are uh, destroyed for a lack of vision. Right. There's more to that verse, too. And golly, it's escaping me. But that's the one the politicians always do. We're gonna, we can't make it because we need I'll a vision. It. We need a, it's a lack of vision. All that kind of stuff. But I think the next part is something about seeking God's truth or doing what God says or obeying his law. And how do the politicians always manage to leave that off? Do you have it, Abs? Where there is no vision, the people perish. Ta-da! That's where we cut it off. Yes, that's that's in the devo devotional. Proverbs 29, that's in the devotional. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Yes, I'm... Oh, 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 everyone, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's cracked herself up. That was the first. 
from the Mormons. Please hold on. Let me get to the Bible. <laughs> Let me get to the Bible. Okay. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So why do, the, why do the politicians, why do the people stand up at their rallies? They, they put it on their mail pieces where there's no vision, the people perish. And they're like, yeah, it's very biblical. Follow me, follow me, vote for me. I'm a Christian. I've got a tractor and a dog too. <laughs> why, do the, why do we do that? But then the rest of it is. Hold on. It just all, it's just all here today for okay. me, Scott. Okay. Uh, what verse did I say it was, you guys? Seven? <laughs> Proverbs. I got I, Proverbs. I got guys, the book. I got the book. That's all good. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Colin. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. By mere words, a servant is not disciplined, for though he understands, he will not respond, blah, blah, blah. So it just keeps saying, obey the law. Just do the law. Do what it says is the bottom line. It's not very nice. It's not very nice. I think we should say, um, where there's no vision, the people perish and... Do what you want to do. Oh, oh, and here's the part that also, like, mm-hmm. ignore. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous. That's not very nice either. That wouldn't make it into I'm a palm card, would it, Scott? Look, I'm going to have to replace my yellow highlighter with a black Sharpie <clears> next time I go to go to read the Bible. Um, we got Miss Love coming up. We got Silver Lining coming up. Let's see if we can get Silver Lining in uh, pretty quickly. Silver Lining, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you, and I enjoy your show and your your Christian perspective on life and not leaving God out of the equation is paramount. You know, nowadays it's more than ever. you just got to have his strength to get you through things. Yes, ma'am. This is not a quick call, so I may Uh have to call back later, but... (laughs) Okay. Um, This is on something, it's it's a deep subject, but I want to try to put some... um, some positive on it that there is hope it's about clinical depression that well miss love let, i mean a silver lining let me carry let me carry you over and uh okay we'll get we'll give you a couple minutes on the other side okay sure thank you thank you Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. It is a beautiful day here in the heart of God's country, a Tuesday, the 22nd day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. I hope y'all are doing well. I hope the morning has gone good for you, and I hope the last 21 hours have been good-er as well. I'm here. Abs is here. Al is here. Sky is here. Is everybody ready? Ready. Yes. I guess I should start calling roll. Allison Sinclair? Oh, we already did that before. Present! Present. <laughs> I knew it. Here. We have yes. the chairs, Scott. I know. We get, awesome. I gave you all the good chairs. This is... Look, I'm using the old so chair. So good. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have a new one? Well, calls down with the patriarchy. I'm just like... <laughs> You're so give the, chivalrous. Giving the women the chairs. So chivalrous. kind, Scott. I know, they're aren't cool, they aren't nice? they? I'll very nice. I'll bring them from my own house. Yeah. The misandry continues. The, the misandry. Yes. I don't even remember what I'm that means. I'm glad you remembered that because I can't remember it's what. Misogyny hating, is hating hate on for the men. women and misandry is hate for men. We're victims too, Scott. <laughs> we can be victims too. We're, we're, all, men. we're a part of the group. I don't get a new chair either. It's so bad. I can't take it. It's terrible. This guy does need a new chair. chair. His is very squeaky. I do. This is the squeakiest chairs in radio in this studio. (laughs) Yeah, and of all things we had to have a squeaky radio chair. I know. I had to. I had to. I had to swap out my squeaky chair with another one down the hall. But now I've got the one See? that rocks a little bit, so you'll get the, the knocky chair. Listen, listen, listen. No, that was There my, it is. 
I'm going to knock. Oh, how too. about yours? Do oh, your no. knocky chair. You squeak and I'll knock. That's what they do on professional radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are not sound effects. Reality. These, not us. These are the chairs. So, um, <sighs> speaking of what is not necessarily professional radio, maybe not even professional politics, um, let's talk about Hawaii. Can we go out to Hawaii? Finally. Finally <laughs> to Hawaii? Yes. Y'all do days. know when we talk about going to Hawaii, we just mean talking about it, not My we're actually going to get to go. My sister-in-law is in Hawaii right, right now. Right now, really? I'm jealous of her. Is she yes. a firefighter? Actually, no, she's not a firefighter. And I asked her if her trip was going to be canceled, but mm-hmm. she works with, um, she sells stuff for diabetes mm-hmm. and <laughs> won a trip. Like, she got some award. <laughs> I guess they do have she diabetes in Hawaii. And won a trip to Hawaii and took and her kids, and they're there. And I called award. her last week, and I was like, Erin, I thought people in are Hawaii you going to go to Hawaii? And she was like, yeah, it looks like we're still fine to go. Is this a bad time to talk about uh, that's why healthcare costs so much? Scott, my husband went off on healthcare last night, and I'm not sure if I can take it anymore. So, if you would like to talk about it, no, yes, sir. I wouldn't. I just want to talk I about Hawaii. I will talk about anything. Hawaii. But Hawaii, guys, I don't know if y'all saw this, but you know what happens when President Trump visited places that were disaster areas or just visited in general? What were the people's response, or what was the people's response to oh. him? Generally speaking. Yay! They were very welcoming. Yay! Trump, Yay! Trump, 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 Trump. And they would like line the streets and hold mm-hmm. signs. Trump. We love you. Trump in the gun. And he's out scooping mashed potatoes loving. for people. I mean, and, and, and as if to prove that he's just a wonderful human being, the latest picture of him was surrounded by my brethren um, somewhere. Okay. <laughs> but have y'all seen the response? See, they're my people. Okay. But have you seen the response to Joe Biden in Hawaii? I saw something that said, like, go back home. <laughs> Joe. Well, are they not happy? He with- tried to relate to the... Uh- the survivors of the, the terrible wildfires in Maui. Oh my gosh! By by uh, telling a story about a little kitchen fire he had <laughs> in his home, which the fire the fire uh, department uh, had noted in their report, an insignificant fire. <laughs> so he was one of those guys that calls the fire department when he didn't really need to call the fire department. Yeah. There's a fire in the pan. There's it's, a fire in the pan. It's kind of like Hillary under sniper fire and all that. But, but <laughs> Joe's an everyman. He, he relates to your plight. What well, a clown. Joe, um, they they flipped him off. They, yeah. they what? Yeah. They flipped him off. Well, that's not true. I on saw his CNN. Way from the, the plane or whatever they... You know, however he was... This is going to be like the, uh, the Let's Go Brandon, where they're like, uh, they're saying, let's go Brandon. So I can just see the mainstream media. Look, thousands or hundreds of people telling Joe Biden he's number one. <laughs> <laughs> You're number one. You're number one. We love you, Joe. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. But the Maui thing is very, very, very weird. And it goes yeah. back to, Abs, you showed me a schematic of like the wildfire well actually that was after that was in the that was on the mainland but anyway how all these fires across Maui these five fires started at the exact same time which is weird how does that happen i don't know i mean i guess god is capable he well is. you could also be like okay gentlemen let's synchronize our watches if we were arsons yeah, you could. Okay. Okay. So, what's the motivation well, if you're an arsonist? Um, to make everybody think climate change is real and destroying the planet, and 
oh my gosh, it's horrible, it's awful. Or you could be an arsonist for the government and want to take people's property. Yeah, see, all those, this is, this all is those weird. Hawaiian native holdouts. What are they thinking? So maybe I still think it was the direct laser beam weapon of mass destruction, the magnifying glass. It was like pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew, and start all of them. But either way, the response by the U.S. government has been weird. Mm-hmm. The resignation of the sheriff or the that was strange. The the sirens that didn't go off. I mean, does that does that wash with you that they didn't turn the sirens on? I was listening to the press conference on Andrea Tice's news and then to the Daily Wire talking about that they said, well, if we turn the sirens on, they would have run into the fire. But then they checked for the reasons <laughs> that you have the sirens and they use them for natural disasters, and apparently they didn't realize that a fire is a natural disaster. But that was this honest-to-God response to the media. If we had turned it on, they would have run. God, this- I'm going towards the fire. Where does it go? Well, listen, like, remember what, the commercial? Where was the commercial? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yes. Remember that yeah, one? Yes, I yeah. love that Let's one. Let's run to the fire. Okay, so here, here's the question. Do they really think we're all that stupid? Yeah. I'm serious. Apparently. I think they, I think Allison, they think Allison didn't see the laser beams. <laughs> and so then therefore they think that there's no way we would know what to do if there was a fire. Or. Do y'all feel like running to the fire now? Is, <laughs> run to the fire, to the fire. Well, what about this? What about the idea that they don't know? And this is the tragic part of it all. And this guy apparently retired, guys, for medical reasons. The mayor? Uh, when he said he didn't know <laughs> how many people died or how many children were missing. He was fine when he couldn't answer the question over the weekend, but he's retired now? He's retired. Okay, so let's let's at least go through the... Because everybody's hearing about Hawaii. Can we go through the the steps? Is it wrong to play Hawaii 5-0 right now? It probably <sighs> it's is. It's probably early, it? but... Okay, carry on. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> carry on. So, I, I'm sorry, Why be classy now? <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason to start doing the right thing. Um, all right, well, y'all tell us. So so these fires start when? A week ago? The, was it August 4th, 8th? It's been a while. And, and so, First week of August, So we everybody. don't know how they start, but multiple fires start. This is very similar to the Canadian story. Yes. Multiple fires start at the same time. So is Hawaii facing some sort of drought or something? Is it not rained a lot? I thought it rained like well, every day. Like it was kind of Alabama in late July. Just rains every afternoon somewhere, <laughs> somehow. Well, apparently it must be facing some sort of water issue because... Okay. One of the deputy directors for resource management suggested last year at the University of Hawaii when he was giving a speech that the way to have equity, equity, equity okay. mm-hmm. um, was to was water. Water was a god and it was a tool. And it was a tool that could be used for equitable purposes. I don't even know what that means. That's like a Kamala Harris world, world, sorry, I'm sorry, word salad. Well, when you mentioned Kamala and word, it's just very, just causes I wanted to act like her. Yes, And And I did. So he thinks that water is a tool to be used equitably. So perhaps there were things that they didn't do. They didn't take care of uh, wires. 
that they knew were well, it's the same trippy. Thing as, same thing as California. Just leave Correct. the wires out there that yes. can cause forest fires. But then you have the story with the grass. They what didn't are they cut saying the with brush. the grass? They you know, they didn't do the controlled burns to keep all that down. Mm -hmm. But the weirdest part is that they were talking about, uh, it goes back to the real estate purchasing of that front street that is mm -hmm. probably the oldest, right? Probably mm -hmm. the oldest buildings on the island that they wanted to turn kind of that downtown part into a smart city. The first whatever smart island, smart city but these historical Who are the buildings going to find to run their smart cities cuz it can't be them. Well no, it's just it's just the robots. Oh, AI. AI. Yeah, nobody got it, has got to it, run it. Cuz you don't have okay. to have yeah. Joe Biden uh, to run. And it. I bet their logic is because AI is in the word Hawaii <laughs> that they think oh this is a perfect place to How? start. How? The AI. logic of the well, it's perfect because it's disconnected from the mainland. You can really control the narrative of what comes in and out of there. I mean, think about the people that are stuck there. That's right. They cannot get in or out off the island. The flow of information is stunted. Everything's stunted. So these, you know, buildings that the government wanted to take over to install their smart city things, but the people didn't want to sell. Well, all of a sudden they're destroyed. They're and they have one gone. of these things in place where once they're destroyed... They can be eminent domained and yeah. taken over. So this is Maui? This is Maui. This is the west side of the island, Lahaina. And here's the other weird thing about the whole smart city plan is that they had a meeting in the spring, right? And then they're going to have a smart city meeting in September and magically Shazam Wapow. You've got the space that they talked about last year that's going to be ready in September. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be clear. I mean, it's going to be clear. What do you know about they that? They can start moving. Buildings in a community that you couldn't even touch because it was grandfathered in and you had to keep it preserved exactly as it was. Gone. No Did trouble. Did you see the mayor talking about thousands of people are still missing and his fear as they go through the rubble that the fire would have incinerated the bodies so much that they won't be able to recover many remains and it's just how is nobody talking about that that i mean the, the death toll is going to be much much higher it's gonna be it, horrific don't you that's think that's what's kind of freaky is just how cut off information is but i will say everybody go to amazon look up a book um called fire and fury okay unmasking the enigma of the maui fire decoding the unfolding tragedy okay the Maui fires happen August 8th to 11th. Mm -hmm. This book has been out at least a week. Wait, let's you can see. Order Math. It. Uh, 22 minus 7. Publication date. It's still seven days August a week. August 17th. Okay, still so seven days a week. The, it was published on August 17th. And you can, you can get this. They have interviews, intimate narratives, the harrowing ordeals faced by those who bore witness to the conflagration interwoven with the valiant efforts of firefighters. So in less than a week, you get all these <laughs> interviews through the destruction and the smoke and the ash, and you get a publisher to publish it, and you get it ready for shipment on Amazon. That is so magical, Allison. What the I don't hell, know. County? I mean, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I of mean, course he just, can write a book that and fast. And I thought it was a, you know how people send you stuff and you're like, there's no way. You go to Amazon, Fire and Fury, Catherine Forbes. Oh, P. 
PhD oh, of by course her she name. Is. Oh, P- yes, she PhD. Is. PhD. So it's, it's very, very true. It's got to be. Just something interesting In less to watch. than a week? Less than a week. And Fires. I have some really bad news when we get back on the other side. Oh, well, that's just... This is that's, about COVID. That's this the is way you do a teaser. I have really bad news on the other side. You won't believe it. Allison said it on the way in, Jeez but now you're ladies. really not going to believe it. On top of what's going on in Hawaii. Yeah, I think... I want to I want to know about the laser beams. <gasps> I'll find the video. Dana will be up. Texas sunshine in just a little while. We'll be back. We are back, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. By the way, go check out 1819news.com. They are your unbiased journalists here in the state of Alabama doing great work providing the news to, to the people of our state. Go consider supporting them. They are, Like I said, they're doing very, very good work. But look, before you do that, maybe you've never heard of 1819news.com. Just go check it, check it out. Go a few days, check it out, sign up for the newsletters, get those things sent to you, listen to the daily detail. Andrea Tice. <laughs> Why do you say her name like that? Because she used to be on my show years ago, and we pretended she was a Russian. And we okay. go, Andrea Tice. Is that like, like Yvonne Dragon? She ver- she's very, ever. very tight with Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Don't say that. Her no, I mean Trump. not very tight. Not like his girlfriends, but but she's she's an she's an agent and she knows him personally, and uh, she would report back and make sure we were doing what we needed to do. As uh, she's way too sweet for him. <laughs> but that so was sweet. that was the stick. And that it's was just, the stick. And it's just fun to say Andrea Tice. And if you want to hear Andrea Tice, sign up for the daily detail. Like I said, but consider supporting 1819news.com. Become a member of the team. Join the fight with us and. Um, Try to make Alabama a better place, an even better place than it already is. Hawaii, back to Hawaii. So the, the fires start almost simultaneously, it seems. So weird. And this is what I didn't know. It, it's weird how the news, it just doesn't, I mean, I pay attention to the news, but I had no idea that they're saying nearly 3,000 homes and businesses were destroyed. 3,000? And on a tiny island that a lot of it isn't developed, that's a lot, that's a high percentage of residents and businesses. And do you not also think not only for the 3,000 homes and businesses, but do you also not think that it is ironic that the mayor, and he rightly should, bemoan the deaths of all of those people? Mm-hmm. And yet, why would he do that if they didn't take the proper steps to warn those same people? I don't understand. What do you mean? I mean, if you look at the mayor, you look at the deputy director, Mm -hmm. they didn't sound the alarm. Mm -hmm. And yet they're out there saying, look at all the lives that we've lost. The death toll is going to be a count we can't Mm -hmm. even comprehend right now. But I find it ironic that the people who say, no, we didn't sound the alarm, and yet all these people died that just you, th- you think they ought to have a little, more, a little more remorse? A little, yes. That's the right word. I think word. I would be tore up about Do it you know if what I didn't, I'm sound, saying? didn't sound the alarm. What are the alarms for well, if they're I'm not going to sound the alarm? When they say they'll run into the fire, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, beep, beep, let's go. Right. It's, you know, for tsunamis or whatever it is, I'm sure they have evacuation routes, you know, uh-huh. or where you're supposed to go to get away from probably mainly hurricanes and things like that. So you sound the alarm, people are like, okay, we've got to get on our evacuation route, which may have taken them straight to the wildfires. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, wouldn't you want to at least give them a shot so they're not sitting there, you know, doom scrolling on their phones and then all of a sudden... 
The fire's the on fire them. The fire's on them. And, and what? I mean, have y'all seen oh. the videos of the people in the water and, like, just floating there and there's smoke and ash flying all over them and they're, like, holding on to, like, a little tiny raft floating while their car <laughs> is burning and people are... It's the most apocalyptic... I mean... Those people? Yeah, they're probably the smartest ones out there know. getting water as long as you get I always wonder. Do y'all wonder what you would do if there was, like, a big forest yes. fire? Where do you go? What do you do? How do you avoid it? I mean, I would almost wonder if, if, have you ever caught the grass on fire in your yard? I mean, I know that, look, this is not a, but if you've ever had the dead grass and any yeah. like people burn their grass off, and I thought, oh, this will be a great idea. So I started a little fire, you know. Mm-hmm. The wind comes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's like a cartoon. You know how there's a cartoon where the Christmas tree catches on fire and it's like, and there's nothing but a stick. It's like in, in one second it burns up. <laughs> yep. That's exactly, it's like, gone, yard yep. burned. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, burn the house down. But luckily the grass burns so quick, nothing else caught on fire. But I can only imagine how one of these fire, forest fires would be, especially if it was being fanned by the winds yeah. and everything's catching on fire. But you would think in a, in a town, a city, there would be places to go, but 3,000 homes burned? And Joe Biden finally goes. There's a there's a video that looks like he's asleep during um, during the ceremony. Oh, why do you even have a ceremony? I don't know. Like what's because the, what? That's a good question because that ceremony gave him the opportunity to joke about the hot ground. What did he say? What he literally joked about the hot ground. He said, "Please hold. Mm-hmm. Let me get this." Is this the same where he said he could identify with them because he had a house fire in 2004 and and he lost all of I think his it's the things? Same, which maybe the same speech. Really, his stove caught on fire. <laughs> President Biden joking about the hot ground in Maui did not go over well for many Twitter users on Monday. Which, by the way, I refuse to say the word X. That's so dumb. Twitter X for the Twitter X users. Okay, I'll say it that way. On Monday. He arrived to give remarks in the aftermath of the fires, and he met and shook hands with a group of officials before his speech. And then, while petting the job, uh, petting the dog, he <laughs> joked about the ground. I thought you were going to say petting the kids, <laughs> which is awkward. But he said, "You guys catch the boots out here." He appeared to ask the press watching him. He smiled and said, "That's some hot ground, man." <laughs> Well, look, when they were going over, he said, where, Come where, on, uh, man. Well, where, where, where are we going? They said, Hawaii. Hey, isn't that one of them, that's one of them islands with a volcano, ain't it? <laughs> I said, yes, Mr. President. Okay, that's all he remembers. He doesn't know why he's going there. He doesn't know what he's, and why are they having ceremonies when they have, what, 850 to 1,000 people at least still missing? Don't you do that after it? It's another weird part of this story where they're like, "Up, oh, it's all, it's all done, it's all, it's all finished up. It's nothing to see. We'll start building back better tomorrow." That's what I've always said: to build back better, what do you have to do? You have to tear it, burn it all down. Whether it's the Constitution or Maui, I don't think they care. They will build it back better after they burn it down. And what they're going to do now, teasing COVID, we're going to call it the election virus because it's coming back oh just in time gosh. for our Dana elections Doodles again. will be up next, Called and then we'll get to our next topic. Do what, Skyster? Called it. Called it. <laughs> yep. Pandemic will return just in time to get those mail-in ballots going. Yep. Oh, my gosh. We'll be back. We are back, everybody.
Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty are here with me. Skyster is here as well in the River Region. Jeeves is managing up in the central Alabama area. Let's get to your phone calls. As promised, Dana Doodles. Dana, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Good morning, Dana. How are you today? Um, well, I'm uh, very hot here in Atlanta, Woodstock, and I'm sitting here looking at a very cool cup of water, glass of water, but I'm trying to decide if I should drink it or revere it. Mm, it is a god. It is a god. Yes, I just I don't know if it's going to help solve my problem or if I should just worship it. But anyway, okay. So Scripture does say that uh, you know in the end uh, we exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship the serve created things versus mm. the Creator. Mm-hmm. So that's not shocking if you're a Christian. The other, the main thing I have a question about is where are those children? Um, Amy <laughs> Beth, that the the thing I just sent you with Brad, uh, his show, um, they're they're wondering if they were. And that y'all know school was canceled that day, right? That children were all home. Oh y'all my. know that, right? Did they send what? them home, or was school no, canceled? School, school, school was, canceled. was canceled for what reason? That I. I I have not found that yet. I don't know, but my question is, where are the children? And I don't know if they were rounded up for sex trafficking. That's one thing mentioned in Brad's show. But the children. Well, let me ask you this: so, if if if, if officials go out, Dana, and I don't know if this was from the show, between the shows, or actually on the show. If people are mentioning, leadership is mentioning, hey, look, these fires were so bad. We're probably not even going to be able to piece it together. We're not going to be able to tell if these ashes used to be a couch or if it used to be Scott. Um, That sounds like a wonderful setup if some people aren't even there anymore. Exactly. Doesn't it? Exactly. Yes, exactly. They're not letting people in. Um, Amy Beth, I sent you the thing about how they blocked the road to let the people out. And if y'all don't know, from what I understand, there's only one way in and one way out of Lahaina. There's there's like this back rugged road in, but their evacuation routes are maybe maybe they let you go out two sides or something, but the evacuation routes are awful. And the video that I sent you, Amy Beth, you'll see the man was walking out, passing all the cars because they weren't moving, and he got to the police officer and he said, why are you not letting the people out? And he said, because we were ordered to <gasps> not let them out. Oh, this was during? This is, a, this, is, this is a man who walked out of Lahaina. He walked oh my goodness. So do you think they've lost? Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. They've lost the guy who no, had that video they, and posted it. No, they blocked. Oh, they know, blocked him. Okay, so he blocked, walked out. No, he walked out. Yes. People were offering people rides, and they say, "Sure, hop, you know, sure, I'll hop in your car." But they never. That's why when you look at the video, there's all those cars along Front Street, and there's just tons of them, just two lines. Disintegrated, and and could, I don't think forest fires melt metal and glass. 
and that doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. But, so yeah, they blocked them and would not let them out. So that is something we have. So that man got out. He walked out, and no one was walking behind him. No one was riding bikes or motorcycles or anything. No one else was coming behind him. So that's, it, it's just sick. It's so sick. And we have to we have to look at all of this through the spiritual lens because God has a has a timeline. You know, he his plan will all events in our world will follow God's plan, not Satan, God's plan. Just like Haman built those gallows, mm. you know, to hang Mordecai. Mm-hmm. God used Haman to build used the bad guy to set the scene <laughs> to hang himself. Mm. So we have to and he also says he will destroy the world by fire. So I'm just thinking if you've seen those videos where there are fires all over the world, like all over the world. It's, I hadn't found that video again, but it's incredible how it's just everywhere. So I don't know what God is doing. I don't understand God's timeline or how we all fit. I don't understand all the seven seals in the, in Scripture. But so there's a man who has put it all down with the things that have already happened and how it follows exactly timelines and dates and but we have to keep that spiritual thing and it's so hard when you're looking at people and children to think well what is god's real timeline so it's so hard that but this is sick i mean where are those children where are those kids what they do what did they do I know, and it is, it's, it's a mystery to me. You're, you're talking about the gentleman who walked out, and I guess he walked out the, yeah. back, the, the back way, the, the rough route. Oh, no, he walked uh, out Front Street. He walked out Front Street, but no one else is following him. I, I just, no, I, no one else. They were all in their cars trying to get out, and he, you'll see Amy Beth in that. It's a short video. Okay. Um, you could probably show it to the, them at, at the break, but... Have we have we kind of lost our abilities to do? I mean, look, I don't know that I would do the right thing either. I can't say I wasn't in that, but I just think that I would hope I would be like, okay, you know what? Staying in my car, sitting right here, is probably not the greatest strategy. I'm thinking they didn't want to leave, like if they grabbed photo albums or important things. You know, you can't get it all, and and they didn't know the the extent of it or. Right, you got to right. think in Hawaii, though, in this small place. Well, and not if you a lot still, of crime. Probably, well, if, it, if my car makes it, I can probably come back and get it. Mm-hmm. If you still trust the government, you're like, well, they didn't sound the sirens. So, like, maybe we maybe just... Maybe it's really not that bad. Yeah. And don't forget, exactly. Hawaii was all in on COVID. Like, all in. Like, they, yes, were, they were militantly all in. So, maybe the, maybe the population is very... Um, Obedient. Obedient, both, yes. Dana, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you. you. See ya. (laughs) It just just sounds more and more weird. I I don't know what I would do, but... I I would hope that I would get out of my car and say, hey, y'all, like, let's just walk. (laughs) Because you don't need any of those things. If it's all on fire and you're going to burn, it's going to burn. Right. But you're right. You don't know what you would do in that situation. But then you also have to think, wow, they were so submissive. They were so obedient during COVID. And we know Dana also sent us some new info about COVID coming back along with what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. 
that they're like, okay, well, this is what they said. They didn't sound the alarm, just like you said. It must not be that bad. Right. But I'm still... But also a fire that burns thousands of homes and businesses. You're not like at one end of my street going, it's right there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Do, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Maybe it's something I don't understand about it, but, I, but I've been the around... The logic does not wash. Nothing point A to point B to point C does not make sense. Let's go to Texas Sunshine. She has something important. Texas Sunshine, let's, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Less than a minute. <laughs> Do you really want me to speak after Dana? Well, get ready for it, guys. All right. Hey, gals. Number one, you broke my heart earlier today kind of joking and making cracks about what went on in Maui. And Scott, don't you interrupt me. Let me just finish. Okay, the schools were closed because there was no electricity that day. And their parents and everybody else in their homes were one, two, three, or four jobs to just have a living. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. It is a beautiful day here in the heart of God's country. A Wednesday in August. Hotter than blue blazes. Hotter than a... T Woo! It's hot. <laughs> hotter than a billy goat. Do y'all say that down in the uh, river region? You probably don't even say that across the mountains. I've well, never even heard that. billy goat? What they're well, saying today... there's other descriptors to the billy goat. But you just can't say it on a family no, program. No, can't say um, it. Sky's like, no, no, you can't say it. If Sky's saying don't, don't say it, it, I'll have to tell y'all in the break. Oh, okay. you should hear the crew okay. from the morning show. The air conditioner is not working in the 93.1 News Talk studio. Ooh, the river region. It's a little warm. In it's here. hot down there in the south. It's right? hot in this studio, but let me tell you. If Sky passes out, who do we call? Ghostbusters. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just, just leave the mics on. Just leave the buttons mashed. As you're falling to the floor, just leave the buttons mashed, and we'll just we'll make it work until right. Joey gets there and he can take over. I always wanted to die, you know, at the control what? board. Did so you? Okay. Well, maybe oh today's your dream. Man. Here's your chance. Yeah. So everybody okay. call Sky Diggity and uh, tell him goodbye. If I start melting. <laughs> You're not having a flashback, okay? It's reality, man. <laughs> that would be Allison. That would be old 10 and 2. Okay. <laughs> two or 10 times. Two or 10. Two, what did I say? 10 and 2? That's yeah, how you drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which she does very well, but 2 or 10, yes. There is all kinds of good stuff happening. It is a day and hot day in August here, the 23rd day in the year of our Lord, 2023. I hope everyone is doing well. I am here. Alice here. What you, what you doing, Al? <laughs> I, my mouth is full. Okay. What are you eating? You weren't supposed to go to me. I know. Usually that's you why go I on did. a long rant. Well, I was. I, yeah, I no, saw you with your mouth full, and that's that's the best time well, to talk to somebody. Of all things, this morning I was craving a Kaneka sausage and cheddar scone from the patisserie. Mmm. So what would we call? What would normal people call that? Cheddar biscuit. That's what. <laughs> I was wondering what a. I just needed a cheddar biscuit, and so Abs took off in her heels and ran across the street. I had to hold her arm going down the stairs. She did. I thought we she was like, going to eat it. I was like a little old lady. You weren't doing well. No, I was doing fine. Thanks, Allison. She's carrying your everybody. coffee. She did bring yeah. me a coffee. Thank you. So sorry. She I bought was us eating breakfast. Oh, I know. She cheddar did great. biscuit. Well, I'm glad you have it. You feel better. Yeah, All those mornings where I call you, like, do I want a biscuit? No, no. Except for the, no, but I want to be asked. Oh, my gosh, like it is so feminine. Hey, but what do you have, sir? I have a swanky 
Pop-Tart. You do. Chocolate. A new They were out of strawberries? Popovers. They sold out of the last one. Like, it has been decimated right there across the street. How do you sell street. out on a Wednesday morning before... Because they you make, make three, delicious food. They make food. three of them? No, they were, they're racks, and they have mm-hmm. probably 10 slots nice. with very long, nice baking sheets. Normally mm-hmm. filled, they are empty. That's warm. Is it? It is warm. warm. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot as the outside. Yes, hot as that billy goat that I was telling y'all about that I'll clear up, and y'all will understand it on the other side. <clears throat> oh, here we go. The, I know. It's the coffee. The best story of the day so far. Texas man. Encountered two hooligans. <laughs> I'm gonna say hooligans. Who wrote this article? This is by Carlos Garcia. Where is it? It's over. You can find it over at the Blaze. Carlos okay. Garcia. Okay. Two hooligans pretended to be maintenance men before trying to break into his apartment. Mm. <laughs> mm. Ethan Rodriguez told the television station that he addressed the two men. You the dumbest <laughs> efforts for not wearing a mask. Because I even got your name. Ever since the video's been public, I've got a name and everything. I was just waiting on the detective to call me. <laughs> oh, my word. Wait, I'm confused. Mm, well, he had a gun. They were going to break in. He had a gun. The first suspect... So here it is. The video shows a tattooed man wearing a black bandana pretending to be a maintenance worker and talking to Rodriguez through a doorbell camera. <clears throat> Rodriguez told him no one was at the house and that he would have to return later, though Rodriguez was actually behind the door. Smart man. He was playing his part. He had, had the notepad and everything, said Rodriguez. When the first suspect returns after leaving, he can be seen holding a gun and trying to kick the door down. Another man appears wearing gloves and a mask, and he tries to kick the door down as well. That's when Rodriguez starts to fire at them from behind the door. Well done, <laughs> sir. He says, oh, this is one of my favorite lines for anyone who's followed me through the years. They told me I let off 13 shots. I couldn't believe it. But then again, I did empty the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Two men ran away, but police say that one that one was able to get off one round before fleeing. I was hoping I got him, laughed Rodriguez. That was mainly it. Just hoping I got him. <laughs> oh, that is really good. Oh, my word. It just makes me happy that the thugs are uh, getting theirs at times. <laughs> Did anybody look to see what happened in um, Montgomery, Alabama? Yes. The mayoral election that I thought, or we thought, maybe was causing people angst yesterday. Everyone very, very stressed. We got a report earlier today from uh, one of our roving reporters in Montgomery. Mm. What was the turnout? So that we think the, was the turnout, turnout. Maybe Scott can help was, us. Was hold on. It was. Uh, let's see. Mayor Reed. Mm-hmm. Avoided runoff by earning 58% of the vote, which was a total of 22,830 ballots. And then the next closest person, Gilbreth, secured 39% of the vote with 15,605 people. Yeah. So we don't know the turnout. We can we do don't some know math. The turnout, but we can. Well, and not girl re- math. Someone reported that it math. would be that it would be about 10% turnout, but that seems that seems. 
Seems low. low. A little bit low. low. Perhaps the turnout was based on the amount of effort spent on churches and trying to get out the vote that way. Mm -hmm. And that crowd didn't turn out. It was very light where I voted um, uh, mid-afternoon, about uh, 3.30 yesterday. Yeah. Hardly, I mean, there was no line. There was uh, just a couple of people in the gymnasium at uh, Bell Road Y. I was number uh, 281. Really? It's about 3.30 in the afternoon. About 3.30. Oh, very, very, very poor. <clears throat> so the person who uh, contacted us, I don't know if this is true yet, but I have a, a some thoughts about it, and I would love to hear from, from people down there because I think this is what could or maybe happen in multiple blue cities around the country. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, there is a very well-run... Um, historical effort. The left in this country utilizes minority churches to get out the vote. They they used to call it in Alabama walking around money. Um, yeah. You 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 basically the politician rewards the church, rewards the pastor, whatever, and the pastor and the church. You know they get their parishioners to go vote for the certain left-leaning candidate, usually an establishment candidate, and then the church may get some new stuff, maybe a new bus or a new whatever, and and so that's how it works. Or maybe just the pastor gets extra bonus money. But that has been a one of the tools that has been utilized for decades in American politics. And here's the interesting part: if our report was correct, and somebody from down there. Um, can tell us. But if the report is correct that the black churches did not really mobilize as much as they historically do, then there's more to the story. And my analysis will be different than most, but somebody would have to call me and tell me how I'm wrong because a lot of the commentators in our state won't have the guts to say what may have happened. If the, if the black churches did not mobilize for Mayor Reed, even though he still won. They basically said, in my opinion, the voters said, we don't, we don't necessarily want him back. We can't, we can't go as far yet to go vote for the second guy. We can't go vote for, what was his name, Gilbreth? Gilbreth. We can't go vote for Gilbreth. We can't, but... <sighs> Y'all got to help us. Somebody's got to help us. We're not going to do it. We're going to, it's kind of like um, you tell somebody, look, I can't let you, I can't let you borrow the car. I can't let you borrow that tool. It's it's a company tool. It's a state tool. I can't let you borrow it. But sometimes people leave the keys in there. <laughs> it's the same kind of story. If the black churches did not mobilize to help Stephen Reed, they gave the rest of the city the opportunity to change out the leadership. And thanks to the fault of people on the other side not turning out, they missed the chance. Well, that's You're one, looking at me odd. Well, because I, I interpreted the call differently in that okay. the black church is still beholden to black church leadership mm -hmm. and just like Barack Obama needed some of the white vote to win mm -hmm. Gilbreth needed some of the black vote <clears throat> mm -hmm. it's contagious I know and you deserve it they did not turn out which is 
kind of the opposite, but same thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, where is the church? Because like you said, I mean, I know here in Jefferson County, you have to go lobby the pastors mm-hmm. to get the black vote. Right. There's money that exchanges hands. There's promises that exchange hands. So for whatever reason, the black church is not mobilized yet to make change in Montgomery. Right. But step one is, and, and this is where I, where I think the conservative side, however you want to say it, I don't like it being based on, on race but the conservative side was given their opportunity, mm-hmm. was handed their opportunity on a silver platter. And I will say we, even though I wasn't voting there, we didn't turn out because we tell ourselves, well, we can't do it. We're going to lose anyway. It doesn't matter. And then when we're given that chance, handed to us, maybe on purpose, maybe maybe just people talking, you know, it's really not, I just can't do it. And the reason I say that, my grandfather was a Democrat almost his whole life. He grew up during the Depression, the whole nine yards, Democrat, Democrat. Well, as he got older, he started saying things like, well, I vote for the person, which was code for, I'm voting for Republicans, but I can't say that to my friends yet. He's just, he, he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he yeah. probably by the time he passed away was able to say, hey, I vote for Republicans. Mm-hmm. But there had to be a transition time where he said, I vote for Democrats. I'm a Democrat. I'm always a Democrat. My parents were Democrats. Democrats look out for the little guy. I'm a little guy. And then he transfer, transferred over to I vote for the person. And what I see happening in some of these places is it is possible that the black vote is saying, look, I, I, I'm still a Democrat. I, I, I don't want to vote against my pastor. I, I just, maybe, I'm just not going to vote. And every time somebody doesn't vote, the other side has an opportunity. Right. And our side didn't take the opportunity. Handed, handed to us and didn't take the opportunity. Now, I haven't looked at all the numbers. I haven't broken it all down. But if the reports we've gotten out of Montgomery early this morning are true about the turnout and what the black churches were able or didn't do this time, then they did miss an opportunity estimates, in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, are, are, we don't have anything confirmed, but estimates are between 25 and about 32% turnout. See, that's higher right. than I thought. It's higher than yeah. I thought. I, don't, I find that a little hard to believe based on what I saw yesterday but uh, and what I heard from listeners. Now, do you vote in a more... A, a part of the city that would be more likely to vote for for or against Mayor Reed. I'm in East Montgomery. You're in East Montgomery. Yeah, okay. Down so, yes. Right. So I would say that would be the part that needed to have double the turnout. Oh yes, absolutely. In order to challenge Reed, uh, yeah, and East Montgomery had to really show up. Order to have that that difference. So when you said there were 200 and something people there. If that number had been 500-something. Oh, my goodness. At, at, if we'd had more turnout, it, we'd had a chance, or at least getting into uh, a runoff. A runoff. With yeah. Mary. That was the goal. Yep. To at least make that full. Didn't so, happen. Uh, so we missed it. No. Totally. And, and I guess my point is that as we move forward in the country, 
We all not miss chances. Sometimes there's there's races we think there's no way we have a chance. Got to get out and vote. We still got to go out and give it a shot. Welcome back to the program, everybody. I'm still in a fantastic mood. It's a great day. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We're powered by 1819 News. Go check out 1819news.com. You will absolutely enjoy the amount of information, the quality of the stories. You'll enjoy the opinion pieces. Sign up for the newsletters. And then more importantly, consider supporting the work they do over there at 1819 News. Become a part of the team, join the fight, support them, and uh, you'll be happy that you did. Because we're always looking for how do I make a difference, how do I help change Alabama, getting the information out to the voters and to the people is one way to do that. Let's go out to Skipper. Skipper, welcome to the program. Thank you for calling in, and, and most importantly, thank you for listening. Skipper. Yeah. Yeah, there you uh, I, I think, thank, thank you so much for having the show on today. I've been enjoying listening to you. Uh, I'm gearing up for the 63rd annual model railroad show in Atlanta this weekend, but that's not why I called. <laughs> uh, I called about the election. Yes, sir. And I've got three, I've got three different people in Montgomery who have said that uh, they received in the mail uh, the little postcard that you get that says there's an election coming up and this is where you go vote. I got one also. All three of you. Uh, do what? I said I, I received one of those little cards. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Skip. Oh, okay. Please continue. Well, all, 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 all three of these people got their cards and said, okay, and most of them said, yeah, that's where I vote, yada, yada. Got to uh, left and go vote and got to their polling place, and their polling place was closed. And they had been, in fact, moved to a different spot to vote. Two of them, and, and like most people do that are going to go vote anyway, if you get there and the polling place is closed, they found out where to go. But it took them extra time, late, getting back to work, that kind of thing. The third one never could figure out exactly where they were supposed to go vote and just didn't go vote because, well, I think we all skipped. We just Scott, lost Skipper. And we lost Oops. Eric. Uh, we still got Eric the Duck on? No. We just lost all our all our calls. All our calls? One time, yeah. First the air goes, then the phones. So, uh, <laughs> well, it means it's important stuff that we're talking about. Okay, well, they're, well, they're lighting back up, so let us let me uh, go check the phones. Hang on. Now, yeah, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I've got Do a question. Have y'all ever, when you voted, and we've all, you know, probably done our best to try to vote every single time, right? But did you ever yes. receive a card? Except for you, that Scott, that one time you didn't. <laughs> but did you ever receive a card in the mail telling you, I never did. I did. Where I to have. go vote, or this is my polling mm-hmm. place? I've received one. But it doesn't oh. happen every time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, yeah. it's very random, it seems like. Like, I don't I know. I think it's only if they change it. If they change um, where your polling place If maybe is. you've changed where you're registered to vote mm-hmm. or. Because mm-hmm. we've never changed it. ever, and so that's perhaps why I've never received right. something like when that in the mail. they split Gardendale into two different boxes or two mm-hmm. different places, mm-hmm. well, I know we've got one then. So is it suspicious to y'all at all that some of those polling places that people were directed to were closed? No, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, it's, I know we did. Of, it's one of the tactics that politicians use as part of political science. It's smart mm-hmm. science. Use, that's what you do. Because, what, two or three of them 
definitely went to a different place. So let's go to our guest. You want to do that? Tell us about our guest. We'll put a pen in that discussion because we have Ben Dieter, who is a news reporter in Memphis with Todd Starnes. Mm -hmm. And he is on the ground in Milwaukee for the first presidential debate. For the second place presidential debate. That's what it's looking (laughs) like it's going to be. So we're going to get a quick update from him, see what's going on. Ben, are you there with us? Thank you so much for coming on. You guys for having me. I'm excited. It's going to be a wild one. I, I just left the hospital where Doug Burgum was. At. I'm kidding. He's out of the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> Who knew? And now I'm on my way to Golden Corral. I'm going to catch up with Chris Christie. Heard he's down at the buffet. <laughs> it's going to be a wild day, you guys. Let us know if he dips his head in the chocolate fountain. Yes, or if he just lays on the table with his mouth open and lets the fountain pour Stop. into his mouth. <laughs> He might actually get above 1% if he did. I'd be that 1%. If he does it, well, I'll vote for him too, Ben. I promise you. We'll we'll make it two of us. And would you tell us if Vivek brings his tennis racket maybe to warm-ups, you know, to the pre-debate debate? debate? That'd be great. No. Wait. You guys, I brought an extra shirt and pants. I'm like, what is up with these political candidates stripping, taking off their clothes? If you're going to be my president, I want to dress one. I do not want to see. And by the way, you guys... I'm into fitness. I know a crunch. He's not doing enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, I, I, Amy Beth probably has some serious questions for you. I just want to know what, what the chatter is. Like, what's, what's the talk? What's the gossip around the debate stage today? Is there going to be an insurrection of Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle trying to get into the debate? I Wait, is that, that real? Which would be fantastic, Ben. My job, Todd Starnes, who is my boss, and sent me on assignment to Milwaukee. He said, attach attach yourself to the side of Kimberly Guilfoyle, because that's going to be where the story is at. Because she's been making her rounds on television yesterday, last night, this morning, saying the RNC is trying to keep her out, RNC as well as Fox, from attending this debate. This would be the controversy that arose yesterday. When the Fox News Channel came out and said, listen, if Trump isn't going to be on the debate stage, we don't want his aides, his surrogates, showing up and making To even be there. Ben, we got to take a quick break. Ben Dieter is with us from the Todd Starnes Show, giving us uh, the rundown on the debate that will happen tonight. So Ben will be with us on the other side. We'll be right back. Welcome back in, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are here. Dear Sky Diggity, everyone's uh, counselor, is also running <laughs> the program. But Ben Dieter from the Todd Starnes Show is with us, giving us a report from the upcoming presidential debate up north somewhere. It's one of those two states that are just alike. Which one? Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's all, the, it's all the same place, Ben, to us. I mean, they say that Alabama and Mississippi are the same. Well, you know, those are the same states. No, I was doing, I was doing this show yesterday uh, in, at our flagship station in Memphis, and I called it, I thought it was in Minnesota, and I'm the reporter going, no idea. <laughs> wait, wait, where is See, it? See, I'm not so bad. So we're call Milwaukee. Tell us where Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Ben. I thought it was is Minnesota. Is it hurting your feelings that people are talking like, hello, Ben, can I help you with your coffee? I mean, <laughs> really. I know, that's what they're saying. Uh, they, they go, let me get you a can of pop. I go, it's soda. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's yes, it's and Coke. I, it's I, Coke. I don't ben, speak. Everything is Coke, not what, soda. What kind of Coke do you want? 
Okay, that must be what happens below the dictator. Yes, Alabama. that's below <laughs> Memphis. Yes, everything is a Coke. Mountain Dew is a Coke. Sprite's a Coke. Coke is a Coke. Pepsi's a Coke. True story. That's weird. And it's not Joe Biden's favorite or his son's favorite candy. Okay, it's no, very no, no, no. It doesn't come in a white powder. No. <laughs> okay. You, okay. Have, you have to clarify these things, you guys. <laughs> okay, Ben, listen. If, if Todd ever fires you, I am going to say you need to come join us. You are one of us. This is awesome. Thank you, guys, you so much listen, for coming on. This is so entertaining. Listen, I listened to your interview with Todd Starnes recently. And the first question you asked him was the first question I asked him when he hired me. I said, let's talk about your Wikipedia page. And it was so fascinating because you guys went there. And I was like, those are true journalists down in Bama. That's been a fan So, okay. What do you think is going to happen tonight, aside from the assorted bags of Coke that people may or may not bring to the debate? What do you think is actually going to happen? Who do you think is going to win? What do you think the main topics will be? I think because this is Fox News and Fox News is very angry at the president, they are not going to spend all of their time on all of the eight candidates. I think because we're seeing different reporting, Politico had this piece where you have one of the moderators, Brett Baer, going on and going on the record saying, Trump's not there, but he still will be there. I'll read a quote. In other words, and I'm quoting him here, he'll be part of the questioning. There may be sound bites. There may be elements where this is what the leader of the party says about the issue. And quote there. I think that's very fascinating and also a little bit unethical. I mean, the president's not going to be there to, to, to defend his record. But then right. again, that was his decision. So at the end of the day, I think while Trump will be void from the debate, he will still be the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, Ben, you make a good point. I think if Donald Trump was at this second place debate, um, it would be about bashing Donald Trump. I think that's where Fox News was going to go anyway. And then him not appearing is going to let them bash Donald Trump anyway. So I think it'll be interesting if a Junior and, and others make it into the room because uh, we might get one of those uh, morning television shows where there's chairs flying. It's going to be very interesting. And you guys are in the business of ratings. And so is Fox. And their ratings have plummeted ever since this massive spat back with former President Donald Trump. It's interesting if you look at the numbers. The first time Trump and your listeners, you guys will remember this, showed up to the debate stage back in 2015. Remember, he had the big red tie. He duked it out with Megyn Kelly. That put in 24 million viewers for the channel. Now, fast forward to January 2016 when Trump was disgruntled with the channel, said, I'm not showing up at that debate. It dropped to 12.5%. I mean, that's like, that that got cut in half. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be even worse tonight. So, uh, you know, there, there have been memos where executives at Fox News have come out and basically been on their knees begging the president to show up there, though they would never admit that they need him there more than anybody that's a good point, because Fox, Fox is in trouble, and our, our listeners, uh, we think we have a good feel for the pulse of at least people in the South, and uh, a lot of people are really 
have had it with Fox. And uh, I know numbers of people who just, just don't turn them on anymore. I think the Tucker Carlson fiasco was, was the last straw for them. So I'm not even sure if the president was there how many viewers they would have. People who, people who support the president would just say, look, I support the president. I don't have to watch that. And it will be interesting to see how other networks take on these debates going forward. Personally, I would love to see Newsmax do a debate because I think that's one place Trump is going to show up and do a debate. And I would love to see Newsmax crush Fox and rating. Wouldn't that be great? That would that's be fantastic. fantastic. Now, Newsmax would not do as well as the Starnes Alabama Unfiltered presidential <laughs> debate would. Um, but, you know. They can do no, their best. No, it, 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 it absolutely would not. And we would have better food than what they're serving us in Milwaukee. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Here's an important question for Milwaukee, Ben. Is it hot as Blue Blazes up there, too? It's muggy. Not as muggy as the Mid-South. And I'm imagining where you're at. Here's a question, though, I have for your listeners, because we're asking it to ours. If they can call in and spell Milwaukee on their first they get the prize package that's in your closet back then. Okay? It's not an easy thing to do. You get Have a you bottle of water. Milwaukee? <laughs> no. It'll be the construction guys that can spell Milwaukee. <laughs> exactly. Then last question, because I know you got to go. Okay, who comes out a winner tonight and who tanks? And are there any good fist fights? You know, I always love a good fight. Like the riverboat brawl down here in Montgomery. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. You think that happens? Well, I mean, there are opportunities for it to happen. I I hate polite politicians, and unfortunately, they're all polite. Maybe (laughs) Vivek Ramaswamy will come out, throw a couple punches, I think, on the issue of Ramaswamy and the candidate. Nikki Haley has an opportunity to challenge him on foreign policy. A Mm. lot of that press coming towards Ramaswamy right now for some of his takes on Israel, for example, and maybe pulling back or support a little bit. If she was smart, she would press him on that. DeSantis, their their campaign has come out this morning, and a, a deputy campaign manager, David Polinsky is the guy's name. He comes out and says, DeSantis is going to be the number one target on this stage. The arrows will be slung towards him. And so I think for DeSantis, his job tonight is to make it very clear that there are two contenders in this race. It's himself and President Trump, no others. Hmm. I forgot Ron DeSantis was still running for president. Stop it. (laughs) Scott. (laughs) Okay, final comment. No, wait, I'm not done. I just have to say, Ben, if you, if Todd sends you to the University of Alabama debate. We're meeting you there. Yeah, we're coming over. So let us know. Absolutely. And and I want, and I want a little bit of advice before I go, unless we have to go (laughs) commercial break. Your last bit of advice. I'm a working reporter. I'm, I'm 25. This is my first big national gig. Any advice? I mean, you guys are the experts. And I asked Todd before he set me on assignment, I said, Todd, what's the do's and don'ts? He said, stay away, Ben, from that open bar. I said, I will. Yes, stay from the open bar. If anyone grabs a folding chair by the legs, go the other way. I just think you stay yourself and be a breath of fresh air because they're all so serious and they want to take themselves so seriously. And you seem to have the personality that can just break them all down and you'll get the good interview. I I know that will happen. Mm. All right, be watching for me. Yeah, he's like, yes, sir. (laughs) Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Thank you so much 
uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs>